0: And to take a hit of sixty to eighty to $100,000 on the chance your student may be ready to go to college and maybe won't, forgive me, party too much and maybe will pass the classes, I'm not willing to, that's a Vegas bet.
1: This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with Certified Financial Planner, David Chuddick where we discuss the wealth-building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the weekly wealth podcast where we talk about the mindsets, the tactics and the strategies to help you to build and maintain wealth. And today we're very excited to have Bonnie Burkett. She is an author. And she's going to be talking about the college cost crisis, how to protect your wallet and your students financial future. So, hey, Bonnie, how are you doing and and tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe tell us the address of your blog.
0: Well, thank you, David. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Um, a little bit about myself. Well, I've been working in the uh, insurance and financial services industry all of my career, uh, run my own small business right now. But I have had a, uh, an interesting experience of trying to put our daughter through college of her choice and need. And out of that experience, wow, was it different. Yeah. Than what I had for myself. And as, as a result, I decided uh, we need to be thinking differently about college at all or by the cost.
1: Well, and I think it's it's really funny how societal norms, they just evolve over time where now everybody just, you know, where are you going to college, where are you going to college, which college are you going to? And and college is not a good thing or a bad thing. It's good for some people. It's it's not good for other people. And that's a little bit um, a little bit uh, what we're going to talk about today. But but yeah, I mean, tell us about your book. Um, It's called Enough with a big exclamation point, um, the college cost crisis. So um, you know, I I don't think anybody makes millions and millions of dollars off writing books, so I'm sure you didn't do it for the money. So what compelled you to write this book? And I mean, there are lots of books about college planning out there. What's different about your book?
0: What's different about my book is it's written by a parent who's lived through it and survived to talk first thing. Uh, So it's very practical. The second thing is that I was amazed because I happen to have a daughter who is pretty good academically. She did well in school. Uh, but her thing, she wanted to be an illustrator and graphic designer. That is an unusual major, and she had it in spades. So our job was, oh, let's go find a school with that. Remember, this is 10 years ago, so it wasn't quite as well-developed as a major. We ran up and down the East Coast. We couldn't find what she liked. Uh, finally, in November of her senior year, we dropped down to Savannah and find, uh, go to the flagship um. Savannah College of Art and Design. And she landed there and loved it. But what was so difficult about this was I couldn't find the right school. We barely made it in on time. And even with some scholarship money that she earned, the cost was just as if I were sending her to my local regional university. Wow. I was astonished. And I thought, oh my gosh, if we're having this much fun with a good student, what's happening with everybody else. So over the years, as we paid for college and struggled through that, and got her out on a timely basis, I kept hearing more of these stories from my clients and my friends. And kids were going off and dropping out and kids were going off and taking six years. And I said, something's gotta give, there's something wrong with this picture. Because right now, David, Colleges only graduate 40% of their freshman class in four years. The number they tell you they're graduating is based on a federal methodology of six years. Do you mean the government statistics are not accurate? Go (gasps) figure. Who would think that was a possibility? They proudly brag 62, 63, 68%, but that's a six-year number. Mm -hmm. So the truth is... Our kids are not getting through college on a timely basis. It's costing way more than we wanted. And there had to be another several other ways. So I started researching and I found a lot of things. And then finally, well, frankly, found what I think to be a pretty strong secret sauce.
1: Well, great. Well, we're, we're looking forward to hearing that, about that for sure. I mean, when do you think it became kind of the, the expectation that, um, that, you're going to college as soon as you graduate high school. Cause I think a college degree used to be more prestigious than it is now. Maybe it was harder to attain or I don't know, but, but now it's almost an expectation and I don't think it should be for everybody.
0: It should not. In fact, uh, my book took a turn. If, if you ever decide to write a book, do not plan to have the book you thought you were going to write by the time you get done. That's my first piece of advice right in the middle of writing the book, I realized that I needed to help my readers pay attention to exactly that type of thing. Pay more attention to the gifts and graces that your student shows you. Um, Just a perfect example, got a sophomore uh, in in high school who is demonstrating to his parents that he has gifts in um, what I would call uh, more of the trades. He's a little bit more into welding and a little bit more into shop and trailers and things like that. Well, the parents are open, thank goodness, but <laughs> that that young and if we can focus him can come out with little or no debt and start at fifty to seventy thousand dollars a year. Congratulations, that's brilliant, right? That's brilliant. So we've got two problems. There's this cultural expectation that has built over the decades, no question, about everyone needs to go to college. I disagree. I want my plumber to be brilliant at plumbing. I need an electrician who gets the mystery of electricity. I want my HVAC person to keep me warm and cool according to the seasons. I'm grateful for those folks. And we need to re-up that. In fact, right now, there's over a million open positions begging for trades of that caliber. People are, they're, they're begging. People are retiring and they're not replacing them.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think the trades are an area that, are not going to be replaced by artificial intelligence anytime soon. I mean, yes, maybe at some point there will be robots fixing your air conditioner, but, but not anytime soon. But, but I do think that there are other areas. Um, My, my high school senior was thinking about pharmacy um, and basically just for the starting salary. He kind of looked at salaries and then there are some other articles that farm, especially retail pharmacists. They they're going to be replaced by a machine because machines are more accurate. They don't complain. They show up. They you know over time they they cost less. So so there's a degree that could cost probably well over a hundred thousand dollars, and that job may not exist in the in the pretty near future.
0: Well, not only are you right about that, but Medicare will pay for your pills to come in a pre-sorted pack, morning, noon, and night. Now yeah, there's yeah. a robot. Putting that together. Oh,
1: there's a robot doing that, and you know, for for the elderly person, they're less likely to make mistakes and overdose or miss med. So it's it's actually a good thing on on both ends uh, for sure. Right. But I do think there's a lot of uh, talk about there about artificial intelligence and and what industries will be either changed or replaced.
0: Even in technical, you're going to have to have some basic understanding of robotics, basic understanding of computers, basic ability to work with a pad. But you're. But the whole point is, you make some decisions they don't know how to make yet, and mm-hmm. so for the maybe the next few decades, I'd say you're still. We, they still need the humans. Uh, let's right. just put it that yeah. Way. No.
1: I mean, humans are not going away, but um, no. we are being. You know, there's a lot of automations and everything, even even in our business uh, within. So I mean, paying for college. I mean, that's a huge expense. Um, some people have prepared well. Some haven't what can parents do about you know this whole dilemma of paying for college
0: well they have to make i think a hard decision right up front and it's one of the kindest decisions you could make you don't feel like it when you're doing it this is kind of like going to the doctor when you're feeling a little bit of a problem instead of waiting until you're in agony you have to make a decision that you want your student to be educated towards their best gifts. That means you have to pay attention to them. You don't just put them on the the college degree um, conveyor belt. Number two, you have to get very real about what you can afford to do. And um, I don't know what your thinking is, but there was a very famous uh, quote out of The Motley Fool, one of the books I read years ago. And it basically said, there are no scholarships for retirement. <laughs>
1: That, you know what? I mean, that that's true. You're, you've either accumulated money or you haven't.
0: And to take a hit of sixty to eighty to hundred thousand dollars on the chance your student may be ready to go to college and maybe won't forgive me party too much, and maybe will pass the classes. I'm not willing to that's a Vegas bet and you never win in Vegas so you need to know your student if your student's mm-hmm. not ready to go that's fine there are tons of jobs out there right now and there will continue to be yeah for a while they could they might need to grow up and work then go back to school or they may need a different path they may be, uh, very eager to serve in our all-volunteer military. And there are marvelous education opportunities through the military. There's so many and they change every month that I can't tell you everything. But if you have a particular branch you're interested in, the best thing you can do is talk to a recruiter and get those details. The The military online degree course programs are terrific and they graduate thousands every year.
1: See, that's something that I, I really just didn't know. And, and I think that's a viable option for for a lot of people, for sure. So like other than just like, hey, I know my kids. Like, how do you know if your kids are ready for college? Are, you know, are there actual tools? Because let's face it, we all might think our kids are smarter than they are or I mean my kids aren't but your kids probably uh, and i say that uh, jokingly but you know other than just kind of knowing your kids what kind of tools exist to to either help to determine what type of college or if they should go to college or or maybe where their 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 skills and abilities lie
0: well there are lots of excellent career tests and a bunch of them are, are online and a bunch are not expensive let me start with uh, some of the most common ones out there. Believe it or not, Myers-Briggs not only does type indicator like you know, ENTJ and stuff like that, they also have a career uh, test that's highly regarded. There's a granddaddy career test called the Holland Code Career Aptitude. Um, uh, there's the motivational appraisal of personal potential map, which is kind of similar to the strong interest inventory. If you go online and type in career tests and keep seeing any of those, those are all quality tests and they cost just a little bit. They're maybe 25, 30, 40. You don't need to spend 200. That's the real fancy one where you get an hour with a counselor. Um, but just pay attention to what they like to do and what they're gifted at because that'll show up. Um,
1: well, what happens if what five. you like to do the market doesn't value because I, you know, I've always held to the opinion is we are all paid based on how easy it is to replace us. So, um, you know, God loves, um, fast food workers. It's, it's very it's relatively easy to replace someone who works at a fast food restaurant. Hence that's why the salary is, is not high and there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. What if, um, you know, what, if, what if you have, a I mean, the, the the term starving artist, you know, wasn't made up yesterday. So what if you really enjoy art, but, you know, not that many people make a living from art or, or some 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 uh, discipline that just the market doesn't really value? I mean, how do you, yes. you know, I mean, it, it's not all about the money, but you have to do you do have to at a point earn a living and support yourself and your family. Correct.
0: Well, I'm the parent of that of that student who loved art uh, so i can actually talk about that if you don't mind let's hear it all right so um, art runs deep in my husband's family uh like a river uh, apparently my job in life is to help them afford to do that so <laughs> so but it ran deep with the daughter and it was very clear the the youngin was drawing at every opportunity she would sit in anything and draw on the margins and took art classes But I knew exactly what you were talking about. So what I kept talking to her about was how would you like to look at what kind of art you can get paid for? So that's sort of, and and her her dad was very strong with that too. So we helped her to see um, that maybe painting wasn't going to be a strong major, but the world still needs graphic designers. Nothing uh, that you see out in the world today would would be there if it didn't involve graphic design, i.e., billboards. Um, you've got a beautiful backdrop you're you're podcasting from. That's graphic design. So she happened to have an inclination and a capacity in that, and she had a gift for that. We saw it through high school. She took art classes. I talked to her art teacher and, and asked if she was really just don't lie to me, you know, tell me the truth. And she said, no, she's got the gift and the discipline to follow through. Discipline. So, discipline. There's a word we don't hear very often uh, in discipline. today's world. That's right. Discipline is just what I call mule stubborn. Discipline mm-hmm. is I'm going to get this done. I'm going to meet the deadline. I'm going to meet the goal. Um, and her, she ended up at a well-regarded Southern um, University for what I call training artists who work in the real world. And we're very glad it was the perfect program for her. And it was tough and not everybody's- And stayed. it was
1: free and cheap, right?
0: Oh, it was absolutely none of the above, none of the above. Um, we were blessed with limited scholarships. And that's the other thing people need to understand today. You are playing playing poker with see-through cards. That's one of my chapters, chapter four. I talk about see-through cards. When you uh, sign up for FAFSA, which is the only way you can get a federal loan, they ask you all your numbers, and they are ugly. Okay, they don't care if you have a loan on the car, they don't care if you have a mortgage on the house, they don't care if you have your own student loan, they only care about your assets and you have to reveal them all. And that means that the NICE Financial Aid Office determines just how much money they will let you borrow. If that number is not good, then you will have to also borrow your contribution share. So if you don't have money in the bank, you're borrowing for the kid and you're borrowing for your contribution, you're borrowing the whole set. And that is one nasty accumulating debt.
1: Yeah. No, it can be. And depending on the earning potential of that career, you know, it can be stifling. Uh, you know, a lot of times someone can graduate with, you know, eight hundred thousand, fifteen hundred dollars $1,500 a month of student loans and uh, just their chosen career field does not have a high earning potential. So they could have been maybe much better off just m- maybe with uh, some sort of a certificate or two year degree or no degree um, and not have that stifling debt every month because, you know, debt certainly puts stress and pressure and and, um, you know, it, it never, never helps anything so. Um,
0: You're absolutely correct. Um, the average debt is 30000 per student, which is a car payment. Um, students fall in love with the ivy and the brick and the beautiful mm-hmm. fall colors.
1: And the football team.
0: Uh well, yeah, I think you're real near a very strong football team. It's a decent
1: foot well, you know, after the first national championship, I forget what the number was, but um enrollment applications for non-football players increased by twenty or thirty percent, which made it that much harder to get in and probably increased pricing and housing because of supply and demand. So and overnight the 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 quality of education did not increase because because Clemson won a national championship, but but just, uh, you know, just wanting to go there because of the the name and everything certainly did for sure well, without
0: I, There's a true story. I'm going to have to disguise it of a family as a friend of a friend, but it's true because I trust the friend. They have their student at an out of state school. That's the first no no. Yep. With uh, apparently no particular scholarship options, which means they're paying top dollar plus There's, you know, there's no, out-of-staters pay more than in-staters all day long, often up Mm to 20000 or more. The young man didn't do well his freshman year. Parents supposedly told him he couldn't go back if he didn't do well in summer school. Well, guess what? And is now in the fall, and (laughs) my friend got a phone call from the mom. Wow. She needed help because she was taking a particular course's midterm on her son's behalf. There's a term for that, it's called snowplow parenting. Uh-huh. And my friend demurred, who's brilliant, and she said, I have no idea what the professor wants in that particular course. And the friend said, well, we, we have to make sure he, you know, he has to have a decent grade to keep going. And I wrote about this in my blog and I said, who has the skin in the game? It certainly isn't the student and all i can say is that the school mimics what you're talking about it's a school with an excellent reputation for a particular sport and that's what attracted them
1: now oh, and they're
0: here's the fun part you ready for the ready for the hook on this whole thing the parents are borrowing the money on a parent plus loan
1: yeah do you think maybe there's a little bit of And maybe not not with your particular case, but I do think that there are some parents that want to say that, hey, my kid is going to XYZ school, that everybody knows an expensive school, and that shows how much money I have and how much I can afford, even if if, I am borrowing the money, Uh, just like having a nicer house or a nicer car that you can afford.
0: School status with your kids is now substituting with car status and address status. Yeah, now I can can see that. I'm sorry, most of us can't afford that. Mm-hmm. And the, the but governments are relentless. They will come after your paycheck. They mm-hmm. will come after your credit score. If you don't stay up on your on your loans, it shows up on your credit score. Now you can't borrow for anything less than triple what everybody else is paying for a car. It's mm-hmm. a spiral, and it's a downward spiral. And we have got to break this.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. Well, yeah. And I think it's something that needs to be done consciously and people make to, need to make tough decisions. So what about I mean, we're in 2020 and there's this uh, I don't know if you've noticed there's a virus that's maybe affected life just a little bit. And literally uh, uh, how, how has the pandemic affected, you know, college, the college experience, college expectations and quality of education and, and everything else.
0: Well, the pandemic has accelerated what I expected. I I've, I, have excellent timing. I published my book on the very week we shut the country down. That was terrific. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally my fault. I, I, I own that. But the pandemic has accelerated what I thought would take five years uh, to reveal. Um, don't know if you know much about how tsunamis work. Tsunamis are big, giant waves, usually created by an earthquake out in the ocean. And what happens when the tsunami approaches land is it actually draws the water away from the beach and it leaves little sea creatures gasping and, and things like that. Well, this pandemic has drawn the water away from the beach and revealed all the gooey gooeys in the water. And here's what's happening in my neck of the woods. I know it in yours. Uh, The colleges tried, uh, well, first of all, they all went online with no preparation this spring. Everybody forgave them that because we understood. Then all summer long, they said they were getting ready, getting ready, getting ready. Up here where I am, they got ready. They had got the little students back. The students had been cooped up for now five months and they let them back on campus and it was howdy doody party time. So three weeks later, as I predicted, they all shut down because the COVID cases rose among the young people. So they charge full tuition and they shut it down three weeks later and sent everybody home and said, do it online. Two semesters of online and finally, parents and students are saying, shoot, man, I can do online studies another way at a whole lot less money. If I'm gonna be stuck online, why do I need to pay as if I'm there, and I have a presence? I can go to the football, basketball, sports games. I can have my friend parties at the whatever, whatever, and uh, you know they're they're starting to say, "Wait a minute, this isn't this isn't what I paid for." So, so do you think that's going to,
1: to ultimately lower costs or just drive, um, maybe help the community colleges to get get higher attendance?
0: Well, the, everybody predicted community colleges were going to be swamped this fall. They they sunk just like the regular ones in attendance. Here's what happened. One out of seven freshmen this fall said, I'll take a pass. I'll take a pass. Huh. 15% reduction across the board. They're not revealing this number very easily. You have to dig for it. But one out of seven are saying, yep, nope, I don't think so. And This trend of a declining freshman class has started since 2013. And there's a reason, because around 2013, we started seeing the closing edge of the millennials, the new generation. uh, You said you have a son who's a senior, I believe.
1: He is. Mm -hmm.
0: He's a Gen Z. And a Gen Z, they abhor this debt. They've seen their super older siblings go into it. They want nothing to do with it. Nothing. Their mantra, at least as a, as a general, is I don't want college debt. That's not what the millennials did or said. So if the students are seeing the impacts of debt on their older siblings, they are going to be, they're ripe for how can I do this effectively, efficiently, financially smart, and still get what I need
1: yeah so i see in your background it looks like you have a pretty nice house but um In Clemson, there are these housing communities that I guarantee are twice as nice as as what you're. I mean, you know, there's granite countertops, there's, you know, lazy rivers, every room has a big screen. And let's face it, I mean, you're supposed to live in a dump when you're in college. You're not supposed to live in a $2,000 a month luxury apartment. And that's where a lot of the student loan money is going for sure. I mean, there's no question that tuition is expensive, but um, you're supposed to live in a rat hole. That's just part of the experience, isn't it? (laughs) or well, to some extent
0: um yes uh and some of the dorms would qualify for what you're talking about mm-hmm. and they still charge over a thousand dollars a month for room and some board or room and maybe a board uh, so yeah it is they're 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 compensating all the schools are trying to be the better apartment complex remember when we all came out there was the one we wish we could afford it right. was one we could afford, and they were always selling you whether it's the lazy river, or the swimming pool, or the billiard room, or the or the workout space, or the cafe latte, or 24-hour open shop. I mean, you name it. They're always competing for you. So are the colleges right now because less people are willing to pay.
1: Well, and some of these buildings, you know, I drive through this university, and, and the I mean, it maybe seems a little excessive in in places. And then also, there are a lot of really, really nice student cars as well. And uh, I drove a um, when I was in college, I drove a Buick Century with the paint peeling. And as long as the check engine light was on, I knew that the car was running and I had to drive with the steering wheel turned at a 90 degree angle because nobody could get the car aligned. But again, that's part of the that's part of the experience is you struggle through it and and you just do it. And, And Life is not supposed to be luxurious in college I don't think and and Having some skin in the game, I think, is what makes you study and, and makes you, you know, figure out a way to uh because I, I think that what you learn in college academically obviously has some value. But I think that also the 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 figuring out how am I gonna get through this and how am I gonna pay for it and how am I going to have a life, but I still have to plan my my study time and and maybe have a part-time job and and time management and everything else. Those are all the I think the bigger, bigger life skills for sure. And I know that. You know, I probably can remember literally five or 10 things that, that I remembered from college and the rest of it was just the the experience. And I worked a lot during college. I really did And, and when I was going for my first big job that uh, uh, I was talking to the to the hirer and he said, this is a really tough job. And, and it was but I, I, I was able to look him in the eyes and say, my life can only get easier. And let me tell you what I've been doing um, for the last two or three years. This is what my schedule has been. And that got me a job I really wasn't qualified to do. But just, you know, him hearing from me that I've how, how hard I did have to work and what I did have to figure out. So uh, David, know, do my think...
0: parents put me on a short grade leash. I mean, uh-huh. they basically said, you will prove you want to remain in college by retaining a particular level of grades.
1: That's called and good parenting.
0: I thought they were mean at the time, and I am ever grateful that they chose that. And guess who repeated the process with her own daughter? Who was a good student? I mean, I, I knew that. You asked a question earlier. I'm not sure I answered it. How do parents know if their kid is ready for college? Yeah, I'm going to to go with the old line that we often say in, in financial world past performance is not a guarantee of future performance, but in performance of an individual, it absolutely is one marker. So if your student is a good student making A's and B's and an occasional C because, you know, none of us love fill in your blank biology, physics, whatever. Some of you do, bless you. Um, Then that's someone who takes high school seriously. Well, if you're gonna take high school seriously enough to make decent grades, you will take college seriously. But let's
1: face it, sometimes high school is just not all that hard. It just isn't. I mean, a lot of kids can get A's and B's without that much work.
0: All right, okay, so here's another thing. Look at what your student is willing to do. Are they willing to work for? Are they willing to go after? Do they have some what I call an innate drive, a carry through drive. They, they, When they get their minds on something, they carry it through. They don't just say, oh, I hit a wall, busted my nose a little bit, it hurts, I'm not gonna do anymore. You can't have that in college. You will not make it if you, if you are that way. The other thing is quit holding their hands. They need to know some basic stuff. You need to know how to do the laundry. You need to know how to plan your day. If you're having to wake up your senior in high school, stop let them miss the bus. Yeah, Uber, you know, I'm just saying, it's it's time for consequences. And we're not we're not letting our kids have consequences of their decisions. And they need to learn that.
1: I totally agree. Totally agree. Because when you hit the real world, there are consequences. and And that's, there's no question about that. And then if you've never had them before, then you just don't know, don't know how to deal with it um so great so bonnie tell us a little bit about uh your book i can put the link in the show notes and then tell us a little bit about your blog and just where people can find you
0: okay well uh again my blog is at uh the three w's lightweight enterprises forward slash blog you'll link you right into it i do a weekly blog that base is based on the book i uh go a far afield this week uh there'll be something about how disney's move to streaming services uh, connects to your thinking about your students. So I, I really pull in some outside things there. Um, let me talk. I want you know you, you said we talked about the secret sauce. Would you like to know what I? Let's think hear
1: the secret sauce. Is? Yes. Okay.
0: All right. Remember, my goal is to help you understand that you're you want to try your best to borrow the least amount of money. I'm not a I'm not crazy in thinking you can do it on a zero basis, but the least amount of money um so here's a new thought for you first of all the pandemic has taught everybody that they may not love online classes you know why they don't like the online classes they're not being taught by people who have been doing that for a while
1: it'll get better yeah i think that's of course it will get better uh uh
0: university of phoenix university of florida university of notre dame all have highly regarded fully online degrees They've been doing it a long time. Their classes are good. Yeah, some are cheap. I did mention a couple of those, but but they can still be done well. So understand that just because you're not getting what you need where you used to go to school in person doesn't mean it's not out there. So my advice is, is if you have a student in college today, if they're a junior or senior, just push them through and get it done. Don't switch. Don't mess, don't muck. If they're starting out, this is a great opportunity for you to look long and hard at your wallet and say, I have $25,000, how can I stretch this? Well, here's how you do that. The very lovely people who developed the SAT and the ACT, they're known as the College Board, has also a little secret called College Level Exam Placement, or CLEP for short, College Level Exam Placement. They developed 33 courses that basically reflect your first two years in college. which College still operates on the idea that you're supposed to go to the buffet table your first two years and try out all the different courses. And then you pick your major and do that your final two years with some extras and then you graduate, right? If you can graduate in four years, which nobody's doing anymore. We'll talk about that too. What CLEP does is allows you to study these introductory courses, you can do this while you're in high school if you're capable. You could be taking let's take the one of the AP courses um, push um, AP us history, they call it push and you do pretty good in that and you could over Christmas review a push that you just finished you made a, a a or a B in it in your high school. You can go down to a testing center, they're open again, and you can take a push and get three college credits. Grand total cost to you would be under $200 for three college credits.
1: Geez. Now, are are they accepted at most schools or for that specific school?
0: Well, that's the homework you have to do. So let's say you want to go to a big regional university. You can go onto their website. Boy, do you have to dig, but it's on their website what they'll take and what their minimum score is. I have seven colleges, universities in my, within a 10 mile radius of my home. And I checked every single one and I found them all on their websites, but you have to know what you're looking for. If you can't find it on the website, you call the school. So you get them to give you the list and you can start knocking these things off. You could work with an academic counselor at your regional university or college and get them to tell you which ones they, you can do. You could be working at home. Uh, I'd say my book. You could work at home, and you could be taking a class. And you you can get the uh, Khan Univers- uh, Khan Academy puts all of this stuff out. They've got courses in this, and they're what sixty bucks. Book sixty bucks, and the test is sixty bucks, and so there's your two hundred dollars. And you could be racking up CLEP credits for a year or two, walk into your college or university of choice that you've planned with and worked with and be a junior.
1: Wow. And the total for, for almost no money. I mean, for well, a small $4, percentage
0: thousand dollars. And if you're working because nobody I mean, you don't. you can work while you're doing this. You can work part time. You could be paying for this. You could be living at home if your parents can manage that. And you walk in. Yeah, there's always that question. Uh, you can walk into your college with, if not full two years, you could be very close to it. You could be at least a spring semester uh, sophomore, you know, and all of a sudden you've just saved $50,000 or more.
1: So just listening to this podcast is worth $50,000 because uh, you just saved us all. I love it. Um,
0: Yes, sir. But I would love for you to find out the details in the book, which is (laughs) on Amazon The book is uh, well under $20, including your shipping in case you're not a Prime member. And uh, seriously, it is designed to be exactly that, to help parents just knock themselves out of the, my kid has to go to, my kid has to be. Because I'm sorry, sometimes that's who we wish we had been, or sometimes that's who we were, we wish we could have gone or maybe we went there and then we want them to be a legacy. I went to a tiny school in your state. They came after my daughter. They begged her to come. I said, you don't have what she needs. We can put something together. I said, no, you can't. I'm not spending the money to put something together. She needs a degree in what she's gifted and and will work towards doing. And I had to bite the bullet. It was very sad, Mm -hmm. but I had to bite the bullet and look after her over, oh, she would just really enjoy that sweet little place I went.
1: Well, and one of my themes that I talk about frequently on the podcast is being purposeful and not just making automatic decisions. So there, there are lots of decisions that we all make. That's just, kind of, just kind of what you're supposed to do. Um, you know, you're just supposed to go to college. You're supposed to go to the best college that you can get into. Well, maybe, maybe not, right? Maybe let's think about uh, maybe one of the trades is a good idea for you. Uh, you know, maybe a two-year school, maybe no college, maybe starting a business, or maybe college. I mean, who knows? And uh, which college? And and not basing your college on a football team. So I do think that uh, that specific thought thought can have tremendous value. At, and sometimes you have to make tough decisions. And that's what you're, I think what you're saying about the, with the generation Z is there, a lot of them are foregoing the the prestige of, of bigger, more expensive universities, because, you know, you can't have the big expensive university and not have the debt unless you, there's inherent wealth. Uh, so, so they're, they're choosing to find ways to do it without the wealth, which I, without the the debt which i think is a great thing for the future because that debt can be stifling for sure and that doesn't help uh, that doesn't help anybody so
0: well and underutilized online courses from major named uh granting institutions i mean i'm not i'm again picking on Florida university of florida they've got a massive program uh, many many other great schools purdue has a massive online program who knew i didn't know you could be a boilermaker and go online like that but it's out there if you if you are if you're competent and comfortable in doing work online we've all gotten a lot better with this zoom thing that's we hadn't
1: sure. had a choice had we yep
0: so if you think you can learn that way and it's not a biggie for you and you can do your own personal work why spend here's here's the numbers in my local uh university if you're a resident student the average cost per course is $2000 that includes everything your room your board your whatever $2000 a course but if you can do a an online course for $200 that's 10 cents on the dollar and you could do that for almost 2 years then go get the get the college experience you've cut your costs in half you've cut your debt in half in the meantime, if you've worked at the same time, you may have banked ten dollars or $20,000. Now you are going to have a debt that's maybe a car payment, not a house payment. Absolutely. That, make some sense?
1: that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's something that a lot of us should be... Should be looking at because college is a huge financial decision for both the student and the parents. Again, unless there's just inherent wealth, and even then, we're not talking about uh, about pennies. So, it's something that uh, what 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 did you say? You should we do it with uh, the least amount of debt uh, in the shortest amount of time?
0: Let me let me give you the mantra. It is let's hear it through the right school at the best possible price in the least amount of time that results in a degree or certification they can use. And let me emphasize that least amount of time. The the day of wandering through our early 20s on the parent's dime is done. You can't do that. Parents, if your student doesn't keep up the bargain of having essentially a 275 to 325 grade point average, then maybe they don't need to go on your dime.
1: I like it. I love it. No, that, that's that's great advice. And I think if most parents followed that, uh, there'd be a lot less debt. And then we would also have kids in positions that are right for them once they're in their early 20s, which may or may not be a, a college level position, but that's OK.
0: I need, like I said, I mean, I have great respect for everybody in the trades. They know things I don't. And I'm more than willing to pay for that knowledge. You know things people don't pay. They pay for your knowledge. The same with me. But we've got to stop just being automated on this. The conveyor belting, keeping up with the Joneses' college choice who is paying the bill, not the Joneses. Your yeah. pain.
1: Well, and you know, the millionaire, millionaire Next Door book said the most popular vehicle driven by millionaires is the Ford F-150 because it's just a bunch of contractors that may or may not have college degrees, but they just worked hard. They figured out a way to de- deliver value. And uh, over time, they've accumulated. And now now they're millionaires. And, and and there's certainly a lot to be said for for entrepreneurialism and, and how you can uh, deliver value to the world and be compensated for it over time.
0: I will say this, and you disagree with me, but we're in a similar field. I have not met many people who become extremely wealthy starting at a negative 100,000 debt. Yeah. Is that correct?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No. All right. No. So if your goal is to do well, maybe not brilliantly well, but well enough understand that the debt for a college degree today may not or may actually keep you from that dream because Uh you're too busy paying off that loan. Uh Minimum time on that loan is 10 years. Uh Those 10 years, you know this, those 10 years impact their 401ks. If they can't put in during their first in their 20s, you know this from your financial planning background, Those dollars are something to the effect of anything before the age of 25 is a return value through the market of roughly $17 for every dollar you put in anytime after 25 it drops down to what 11 ish. I'm getting issue. Yep. No,
1: that that time value of money, absolutely. Time value of
0: money. So, just fancy term. I'm just trying to make a point. If you can't put into your 401k, if you're busy putting all your money into your college repayment loan, you are also going to harm yourself at retirement age. And yes, it will hit you too. Uh-huh. So. Yep.
1: no, no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Well, this has been a really good talk. This is timely for me based on my kids um, and and their ages. And I know a lot of our listeners uh, have high school age kids and, and these are just really good talking points. And I really encourage everybody uh, I'll put the link in the show notes, but enough the college cost crisis, how to protect your wallet and your students' Feu- financial future by Bonnie Burkett. So, Bonnie, we enjoyed having you. Lots of really good, really good action items. Um, I love the CLEP idea. And uh, we just appreciate your time and the, the wealth of knowledge that you've shared with us.
0: Thank you, David. And uh, uh, congratulations on reaching uh, their milestone on your listeners and downloads. That's terrific for your podcast.
1: We're getting there. It's a it's a labor of love for sure. Wow. So there's so much information in there and college decisions and college funding decisions are so important to families. And we're really happy that we're able to have Bonnie Burkett on our show today to talk about those, uh, those important times of lives. A couple things that we'll put in the show notes. She has some articles about the clip that uh, are very important. Uh, I'll put a link to an article where you can estimate, uh, what your FAFSA, uh, Uh, results might be, and uh, also I'll put Bonnie's uh, link to her book and her contact information in the event you'd like to do a one-to-one consultation with her um, over the phone or by Zoom. And as always, if you are interested in learning what it would be like to work with a financial advisor, uh, email me at david at parallelfinancial.com. That's david at parallelfinancial.com, and we can set up a 30-minute no-obligation consultation, and we can talk about what's important about your money to you and see if there are any next steps to take so until next uh next episode we wish you a blessed week